You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. Been a lot of Mets today off the news yesterday that maybe they have roughly $10 million left to spend this offseason. Obviously, they need a lot more work than that can get them. Uh, but it was a big night for the Knicks again last night, BT. They are rolling five straight wins right now. I mean, look, and they've beaten good teams here along the way since the OG Ananobi trade. The Knicks have looked like a different team. They look like a legitimate team. I really don't think right now that we could put a ceiling on what this team could do. The Knicks deserve everybody's energy and attention. The Knicks are an absolute pleasure to watch play basketball. The Knicks are, are I can't believe I'm saying this, are incredibly well-run all right, they're incredibly well coached, and that trade was amazing. Let me, I, I hate to just hit you with a stat, but I got to give you this one: OG Ananobi is the first player in NBA history with at least a plus one hundred in the first five games with a new franchise. So the the trade's a home run, and we knew this. Like we respect Barrett, we respect quickly. The Knicks are better. They're so much better because they're so much more connected. And this version of basketball really represents a more modern approach to basketball, which the Knicks have struggled to find forever. And, and not to diss Barrett, but he wasn't efficient. He just wasn't. And he, he wasn't nearly as, as as good on defense as some people thought early on. You've got a great defender, and you got a, a lights-out shooter who doesn't need the ball. And when he does get the ball, he quickly reroutes the ball, which keeps everybody active. I don't think it's by coincidence that, that since this trade has happened, Quentin Grimes, oh yeah, by the Correct. way, has found his shot last night. So they're supposed to smash the the Portland Trailblazers, which they it's not did. about Portland. No, no, it's not. Yeah. But it is about the secondary storylines for me from the game. You know, they didn't get the starters didn't play big minutes. Great. That finally, Tibbs said, take a seat. Um, they jumped on a bad team from the outset, so they were ready to play and feast on a team that they were supposed to whack. They were eleven point favorites, and they did that. But it's not like they did it, and you know, bar. Um, Brunson scored 36, and Randall had 33. Like, look beneath the surface. McBride is emerging. Quentin Grimes is becoming the player that I thought he was. So, because Barrett Barrett was one aspect, the other aspect was quickly, and I love Q. But a lot of people were worried about, God, what does this do for the bench? Well, the bench looks pretty good. Two things that I love about the trade outside the obvious, that OG Ananobi is a perfect fit for exactly what the Knicks need. A shutdown defender on the perimeter, and a guy who's going to be able to knock down the three consistently or more consistently, certainly, than R.J. Barrett. He just fits better. But the two biggest things to me, one, they can overcome now an off night from either Randall or Brunson. That's a good point. Randall was awful against the Sixers. They still blew their doors off. Yeah. Brunson wasn't great yeah. last night. Like, if you're not getting scoring from Brunson or Randall in years past, you're, you're the game's over. You got no shot. Brunson didn't have a good night last night. Knicks still blow their doors off. The second thing is what you touched on, the emergence of Grimes and McBride. Dude, you're adding. So, yeah, you traded RJ and quickly – 
and you worried about the bench, but and you added one player in Ananobi, the better player for me in the trade. Me too. But now you're adding minutes for these guys who are good. They're both defenders too. Now I know Grimes is, is more of a shooter than McBride, although McBride's starting to get a little confidence here. They're both defenders, and they're, they're both cheap. They're good ball players. Yeah, they are. Good, solid draft picks that we thought had potential early on. Oh, yeah. But now after a couple of years, or McBride, this is year two for him. Grimes uh-huh. a few years, right? This is year three for Quentin Grimes. Uh, year two, one, McBride, two, yeah. So they've developed, Grimes specifically developed nicely. McBride looks... He was starting for a long time. McBride looks like a a solid role player right now. Yep, in they gave him that $13 million extension. Think so they about, believe him in a little bit. So, Three years, he can be around. So Cheap. if you look at what Anunobi does to the starting lineup and what the emergence of Grimes and McBride have done yeah. to the bench. Yeah, and look at Hartenstein. Yeah, he's, been, guy, he's been better than Mitchell Robinson could be. Yeah, he is be, he's better than Mitchell Robinson. He's a better passer. I mean, Mitchell finishes as well as anybody because he's always dunking. But Hartenstein's very adept, those little floaters. Yeah, sometimes he shoots left, sometimes he shoots right. He at least the, has an offensive game to him where Mitchell Robinson is just No, not. yeah, no, Mitchell's a dunker. You just lob it up, go get it. But, like, you put Hartenstein, foul line extended, a lot. They, I don't want to say they run the offense through him, but. Plus, I mean, a better free throw shooter. Oh, 100%. Which, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You see a lot of backdoor cuts because um, he really is a good and a willing passer. Like, he recognizes then he actually lets it loose. Guy's cutting. You're going to get the ball. Harden's, but he's blocking shots. He's challenging guys at the rim. He's getting 14, 15 right. rebounds a night. So let's I get, love this team. Let's get to it. Yep. Where do you rank them right now in the Eastern Conference? Okay, now I know that they are 22 and 15, right? right. Is Technically, the right now they're in front of me. Right now they're four. I just pulled up the standings. Right yeah, they're now fourth, they're right? And a week ago they were like eighth or something. Yeah, right? but it was only a game of separation, yeah. okay. so I knew that that was going to change looking at the schedule here. I believe when it's all said and done, the Knicks will be the second seed in the Eastern Conference. I, I do not believe that they'll oh, catch the Celtics. Baby, there you go, BT. Uh, I believe they'll Number catch Philly. They're scheduled now. These next 10, 11 games are soft. they got to keep bagging oh, a lot you of mean these the, wins. You mean the semi-sixers? Yeah, the semi-sixers. The semi-sixers. I'm yes. not worried about them. Look, the semi-sixers have a star in Embiid. But the semi-sixers have proven nothing. They went as far as the Knicks did last year. I mean, that's all they do is get to the semis. The that's semi-sixers. true. The semi That's the so I, I love that nickname. I can't take that. It's going to stick if we just keep saying it. Semi-sixers. I can't like take that. Yeah, exactly. I think this. Obviously, the Celtics are a legit great team. Yes, the Bucks are as well. But let's not make it like any team is unbeatable in a seven-game series. And this is not the four-seed cute Knicks upstart Knicks from two years ago. No, this is not the Knicks. Hey, it's happy to win around last year. They're good now. They're as good, maybe not the best team on paper, but on any given night, they could be as good as anybody in the league. And in the conference, I probably put them, I put the Bucs and Celtics ahead of them, but I think they could take either of those teams out in a best of seven. You know, one of the things that was a little overlooked, unless you're really, you know, a diehard, and, and I'm one of them, but I don't expect, I know everybody doesn't watch the Knicks every night. I get that. You know, you watch Rangers, you're doing whatever, you jump in NBA season halfway through. Okay, fine. But the Knicks' schedule was brutal. Like, they had an inordinate amount of road games and their strength of schedule. They played a lot of good teams. And here we are, 22 and 15. They've won five straight. The trade they moved is is a home run, or the trade that they made, home run. And now the Knicks are in a very, very enviable position. They don't have to make another trade. There well, was this, I still want an upgrade at two. Uh, at the two guard. Yes. Yeah, no, I, like. I got, but I'm saying they don't have to. Right. There was a thought, and I thought this, I tweeted this, like, all right, and I, I was down, go check out my timeline. I was down the OG trade. You know, I was, okay, Barrett, I was never a huge Barrett fan, neither was my partner. But we both were, ah, oh, Q, hey, couldn't find a way to get rid of somebody else and keep Q. That's fine. I got past it. I like the trade immediately. But I did think there would be another piece to the trade. Now, there might be. 
But the Knicks are now dealing from a position of strength. They're winning, so they're not desperate. They don't desperately have to make a move. And quite frankly, if the perfect move is not out there, you know, a two-guard that that comes loose, that does change their profile and maybe makes them better than the Celtics, and they can win a championship, they don't have to make moves. The Knicks are sitting pretty. They got picks. They got money. They got stars. You hear that, Stephen A., my boy, Steve? Oh, I know lost. you listen. He's hey, lost. And he, he amended some of that. So he was off with that. He was nuts with that. I love him. Nuts. Even making fun of Hartenstein. Come on, you got to watch Hartenstein. Hartenstein's phenomenal. Show the guy some respect, Steve. He knows. He knows he messed up. And if you didn't know, <laughs> you're about to know. Keep watching the Knicks. They're for real. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. They're for real. Coming into the year, midway through the season, you felt like, eh, you know, okay, th- there's a ceiling to what they could do. Now, I truly believe, not that I think it or would bet that they're going to win a championship. I truly feel like they could win a championship. So do I. Everything is in play for the Knicks. <laughs> season back on, baby. That should be fun. All right, let's get back to the calls. Mike is in Wellington. What's up, Mike? Hey, boys. How you doing? How are you, Mike? Happy New Year. You too. Great show. You guys should be proud of yourselves. Thanks, Mike. I have a different, I, I have a different look with the uh, whole DH thing in the Mets. And, and what I'm thinking they're going to do is a little bit of Bader, a little bit of Alonzo, a little bit of Marte, um, Vientos, of course, DJ Stewart. I don't think they're going to go after. I don't think King Cohen's going after a another 40-year-old like Turner or 36-year-old J.D. Why not Solaire for a couple years? I think he owes well, it to the court to get somebody like that. I think it's unfair no, to Pete Solaire and Lindor. No, a different story. Yeah, but they're okay. not, you know. But they're Solaire, not what? Why, why should Solaire. we accept that? I Look, I like D.J. Stewart as maybe a fifth outfielder and, and a part-time D.H. Uh, I, I can't live with – so that's what they're going to do, Mike, and thank you for the call. That's what they're going to do. D.J. Stewart and Mark Vientos. God, I mean, stop, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like the That's younger, embarrassing. It's and the Stewart young, played pretty – wasn't he a former was first-round pick back in the day? That I don't know. I remember watching him last year, and he had a couple of games, he hit some home runs. I'm like, I like him. I believe he was a former first-round pick in a bit – like one of these reclamation projects, I'm almost positive. I had to double check that. He, he had a I'm good not trying year. To He's a good player. He had a good year last year. But come on, man, he can't be well, the well, age. Well, here's the thing: it's the Vogelback rough version of younger players, Vientos and Stewart. Like, yeah, I, I'm sorry if if they had a all star center fielder or all star third baseman, maybe I could say, all right, I'll live with the DH spot. I can't live with the DH spot being Vientos and Stewart. And Wendell no and Beatty. No way. And Bader in center field. No way. Listen, uh, platoons are okay if you got Ray Knight and a young Howard Johnson who can run and is a switch hitter. Right. Hojo. And Ray Knight's you know, tough as nails, big red machine. Like, that's different. Or Tim Tuffle who could hit and Wally Backman. Hey, I don't know how you justify some of these platoon situations. The one, thing I, the one thing I think about DJ Stewart, I've said this before. Last year, I went down to spring training. Yeah, I remember that. And he had a cycle in a game in spring training, right? And I've never really heard of him before. Oh, DJ Stewart, okay. big deal. You get a cycle in spring training. Yeah. So we're in the clubhouse afterward. And, you know, obviously it's limited coverage, media, um, minimal media members there. Yeah. And I actually felt bad for him because, like, two people were standing around the locker. Okay. And... He was, or maybe maybe a little more, like three or four people. And then, like, there was one question. There might have been a follow-up. And it was like, 
all right, is that it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot, should I hop in here and ask yeah, for like a mercy qu- Yeah, but I didn't like, hey, it's not my thing. I'm just kind of there observing, <laughs> mingling, whatever. We got the pity report. But, yeah, but I felt bad for him. The guy had a cycle and he's like standing in front of his locker. And, yeah. and, and look, to his credit, yeah. you know what? You deal with that and you say, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to make it big one day. And he went out there when he got the opportunity in the big leagues and he made the most of it, DJ Stewart. By the way, he was a first round pick. With who, Baltimore? He, Baltimore back in 2015 out of Florida State. I thought he was, I remember hearing. The guys on SNY say that. And I remember watching them. I'm like, I kind of like this guy's approach. Yeah. He was good in the outfield yeah. as well. Good attitude. Yes. I like him as a player. I'm not trying to minimize him. But it, it, is it not fair for me to ask a little bit more? No, no. It's required that you ask for a little bit more. After calling him King Cohen yeah. since the day we started working together, it's not unfair or unrealistic to expect a little more. And by the way, Stewart might be a prime player in the outfield when one of these guys inevitably goes down. Well, you, know, well, you don't well, even well, want to say, start thinking no, about that. No, but I'm saying, like, it's, but, it's, but that's what you have to have depth for. You know, or Bader, you know, let's say they get, Bader's always hurt. Always. So let's say Bader, they're giving him a rest day, Nimmo in center, you know, or Marte, you give him a rest day, you have DJ Stewart, who maybe could play, you know, a little left field, a little right field, whatever. Like, I mean, that's, you, he's going to get some playing time. I would think he's going to be a bench member. Yeah, let me tell you something. You know, and I and I do think, I know I said this earlier, I saw some video playing winter ball. Hope it works out. Marte better be healthy this year. He's the, if he's, the, he's not healthy, they're screwed. It's it's expansion level. Joe is calling from Bayside. What's up, Joe? Hey, good afternoon. Happy New Year. Hey, Joe. You, you too, too Joe. buddy. Good. Um, yeah, got a, a couple of things. Does this sort of vindicate Scherzer at the, in the, at the end of last year when he was saying that basically what's going on now was what they told him before he made his deal with the, with the uh, with management in terms of what the – well, that they didn't lie to him. Well, not that they, they sort of made it sound as though the, it wasn't as bad in terms of they were just trying to get by 20, uh, 2024, and they're really you know playing for twenty twenty five, and right. that was so, why. But that, but that's the truth. That's what they. Yeah, that's he, what they told he, him. They told him that next year was not going to be the all in year that it had been the last couple years. No, yeah, right. But what I'm saying is that people sort of spun it that that wasn't the case, that they were only told him that because right, they, they wanted were trying them out. to get him out of the Right. Right. No. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. They did not lie to him. You're right, Joe, and thank you for the call. They they told him the truth. And thank God he accepted it and got yeah. out of here. Because yeah. how I mean, man, imagine being stuck with him and no prospect to show for it. Yeah. Well, well yeah, but the contract wasn't that long. It's like, you know, it, would you... No, but they they saved however much, what was it, 20, 20 something million yeah, dollars. Okay, and so you get a prospect. Yeah. No, no, I get it. For a guy who sucks, he's no, going to no, be no, out anyway. It's a good move. It's a good move. He's done at this point, Scherzer. He's has he been. He's done. Has been done for a while. So that was a win. And at the time, I was giving Billy Epler, then GM, credit for obviously for trading, but I still give him credit for it. But. Even if he had a lie to get Scherzer to accept that, what whatever you needed to do to get him to accept the trade out, mm-hmm. good, and it worked for both sides because Scherzer won a World Series. I know he didn't, you know, really pitch and, yeah, and have he it. was celebrating a little bit too vigorously for a guy who didn't do a whole Still, hell of a lot. But he, he's, uh, he's got getting, you. He's getting his money and he won a World yeah, Series, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it certainly worked. And for he's the an match. all-time great. Scherzer's a great. Anthony calling from Bridgewater, New Jersey. What's up, Ant? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I love your show, guys. Thanks, Congratulations on the great couple of years. Thank you. Uh, year. Uh, listen, uh, here's the thing. Um, Sal, I love you, man. But we, we, we talked a lot of times overnight, but I can't hear this King Cohen believe in Steve right now. I don't. Here's the thing. He went from three, four-year championship window to this. They have no pitching. I don't want to hear about Solaire. I want to hear about this. Here's the thing. On the market right now, okay, you have Montgomery out there. You have Snell. I don't want Stroman. One of these guys have to be in the rotation. They do. 
you cannot go into this year with Quintana, uh, Senga. Senga's good. Senga's a two or three. Senga's not a one. And all these other guys. Well, what's I Montgomery in your mind? Montgomery's a two. Yeah. Montgomery's a, Montgomery. Here's the thing. Montgomery is a one or two on the Mets. That's what I'm going to say. Well, oh, but, what okay. is he, but what is he in reality? He's, he's a three on a championship team. Okay, so he's, if he's the and that, a championship team. But okay, but that's well, kind of my Snell? point. I, I think Snell stinks myself. You like Snell? I, I don't love Snell, but here's the thing. Okay, so you Snell don't love him. So the, whoa, whoa, you don't love him. So why would you then go get him? You're not going to spend two hundred million dollars on a guy you don't love, are you? He's not, gonna, he's not getting two hundred million right now. He's Snell, Snell's going to get he, paid. Yeah, but the, he's not going to get paid. Yeah, but and, getting, and one second, here's, here's what's going to happen. The comp he's is getting, is getting, uh, Rodon. That's the comp. That one's. I think okay. it might be yeah. a little more, but that's the comp. Just say, keep getting, going, Ant. Here's the thing: we're getting close to spring training, where these guys' values go lower and lower. I think you can get him for like one forty, one fifty now. I still wouldn't do that. I don't want Snell. Now, where I, where I agree with you, Ann, and thank you for the call, and I respect your passion, and I understand you don't have to believe in Steve. I'm telling you to believe in him. I believe ultimately this team will have sustained success. Now, the results got to be there. And I'm bothered by the latest news that, eh, you know what, we're going to you know, maybe not go get a DH, look to build the bullpen with the remaining $10 million we have. Where I agree with Anthony is that, like, if you were to ask me, BT, of the top players that are available right now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take Bauer out of it for a second. Okay. Although I would – I'm trying to build a team and save money. Yeah. I mean, that's Bauer's- to me – But I understand why they wouldn't. So yep. I'm going to take him out of it for a second. If the Mets signed Jordan Montgomery, because I don't want Snell, I don't want any part of Marcus Stroman, Montgomery would be the guy that's remaining. I've said that for a while. You have. And, and Jorge Soler. Now, those are two legitimate – Major league pieces. Yeah. One, even though he might be a three, maybe on a best day two, on the Mets he might be the ace, Mm -hmm. but he's a major league proven commodity arm that has had success in New York in Jordan Montgomery. So I know what I'm getting in that investment. Absolutely. The other is a bona fide DH legitimate power hitter. Like those are two major leaguers. They're not going to break the bank. One, you're going to have to commit to long term. Who's a pitcher? I mean, you, you need pitchers anyway. You think he gets six years or you think he gets five? I mean, what are we looking at? Tell me what, what Blake Snell's going to get, and then I'll tell you what Montgomery's going to get. I think Blake is going to get five with with um, some sort of trigger that is attainable. That would give him a sixth. His way. Don't you think – all right, well, let me ask you because the, opt-out probably, the, the Yankees you know, probably are potentially in play for both. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? I want Blake Snell. Okay, now you want Snell – He's what, more dynamic than what, Jordan Montgomery. Enough, That's right. it. Now, I don't – the reason why I don't want him, you're right, he is more dynamic. I don't want him because I don't think he's going to be good in New York. I don't like his attitude, five-inning pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think Montgomery's a gamer, and I could pencil him in. He may not be the one that Blake Snell could be, but a solid, legit three, high side two. I'd prefer that over Blake Snell, who could be a one. He also could be a total bust in New York. Anyway, what do you think Snell's going to then get, value-wise? I think so. Well, Rodon you was, you, you, I think Rodon was 168. Was, does that sound about right? Yeah, I think it was 160. Like okay. I think Snell's going to get more. He's got two Cy Youngs. I wouldn't go a whole lot more. I think he winds up in about 185. Okay, so over six years, five, six years, five, six 185. Ish. He's so, not getting seven. So Mon- I wouldn't give him now seven. Now, Montgomery's going to get less than that. He should. Okay. Not so, much. So let's say five years, 150. Is that enough? Five years, 160. It's a big, now, good. That's good. Now it's a That's big. Good. It's a big commitment. It's probably what he's going to get. I understand why the Mets maybe wouldn't want to do that. But if you're asking me, that's a move that I would make. That doesn't signify you're all in. But you also need pieces moving forward. Like who's pitching for this team next year? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like that's another problem. Now you could go out there and get a top guy next year, but you're also going to need to fill out the rotation anyway. So I would want in a perfect world going in this year, even though I know it's this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It'll be a wild card season at best. Montgomery and Solaire, and I take my chances with that. BT and Sal on the fan. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. I have caller of the day as well. That's still all ahead before we hand it over to Evan and Tiki at two. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left, rolls left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Brad is calling from Mineola. What's up, Brad? Sal, man, I mean, I just have a couple points, then you guys can talk about them. Like you said just before, Atlanta and Philly and Miami are way better than us, and there's no question about it. A couple days ago, you spoke about the lineup, and yes, we have a solid one through six, and we also have DJ Stewart that can play DH. Um, yes, do we have Senga and Quintana? Great. We have a one and a two. Who pro- uh, He's probably a four on any other team. And we have Diaz, but we're never going to get to him. I agree with BT. This is 70-win team at best. I'm sorry, Mets fans, but welcome back to the Wilpons. Thank you, David Stearns, for nothing. And thank God we have the New York Knicks. Go New York. Go New York. Go. All right. Beating those those trailblazers last night by 70, whatever it was. We'll get to the Knicks a little bit later. Yeah, we'll hit them later. Uh, That's the first one. Disenchanted, disgusted Mets fan, as he should be. Oh, come on. That's not a proper representation of how the Mets fan feels today, BT. No? I think that was a little over the top. Mets fan frustrated, disappointed. I get it. The reality. See, the truth hurts. And the reality of Andy Martino's report last night and what he said. Eh, you know, maybe they go ten million, maybe fifteen million, but that's uh, off. I don't think he said down. maybe fifteen. I think he said ten. Did I, did no, I hear no, the number fifteen? He, he said roughly ten million. If okay. they need to, he said if they need to go up a little bit, like gotcha. Steve Cohen. But he didn't actually say, say the number fifteen. Did no, no, he? I'm just using gotcha. like gotcha. common sense. I, mean, I got yeah, no, I got say, Let's say he wants to go up, you know, whatever, a few million bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Steve Cohen could do that, but right now, roughly the gist of it was. They're working with the ten million dollar budget. The rest of this offseason, they're going to prioritize a bullpen. It doesn't mean they're not getting a DH, but you do the math, which is what I did. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if they only have roughly ten million dollars left to spend this offseason, mm. and they're going to prioritize a bullpen, make, better make good decisions, Mets. Not a lot of how are you. Is there any way you could get a good bullpen arm and a good DH Stop. for? I, well. I mean, the bullpen is very volatile. Like, it's just unpredictable. One year, you're a scrub. Not Andre Scrub, a scrub. No, yeah. um, the next year, you you know, you know bounce back. Like, that's why middle relievers outside of closers generally don't get big-time contracts because there's so much volatility in performance. So I'm not going to rule out the fact that 
the Mets stumble upon some mid relief arms that are competent for lower funds and maybe somebody they've already brought in. But I don't know what bat you're getting. Do you remember? I don't even remember the year, and I was there. I'd rather though. I hate. I hate quantity over quality. Yeah, that drives me. That's nuts. what the Alderson, Wilpon led Mets did. They did. It it drives me nuts. I, so like, if you have ten million dollars, go get a ten million dollar reliever or a ten million dollar DH. If that's your plan, or get Trevor Bauer for ten million dollars. Whatever. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather do that. I than, agree with that. All right, two million here on a potential arm and. Five million here on a bat, like whatever. Like I, I, I agree, I agree. Come on, enough of that. Do you remember the year? Uh, if I had a guess, it would have been maybe oh eight, oh nine. I don't know, some somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. And I was at SNY. It's a while ago now. Going it's a way long back. time ago. The last time the Yankees were in the World Series. Uh, <laughs> Zing! <laughs> I had to get that in. No, I understand. Yeah. Got to get it in while I can. It's going to end this year. That's right. And the Mets. Don't comment if I don't want you to get in trouble with SNY. Not that you would, but somebody in the SNY control room. I remember what you played said. Played the the Simpsons, and here's the pitch, or Family Guy, whatever it was. Family Guy. And the season's over on SNY. Well, it was, I think an accident. Yeah, I don't think it was an accident. Dude. No, I, I I do. Now I don't know the details of it, but I remember it being an accident. I well, I thought. I mean, I, I, was, mean I don't want. I didn't think it was an accident. Did you? Huh? Did was you it the was, same accident like when the uh, when uh, Mister Mister Met gave the finger to the fans? <laughs> well, I think that was a purpose pitch oh, okay, there gotcha. by, <laughs> by whoever was uh, donning that costume. I don't blame Mister Met. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta bite back. It's it's a rough, it's a rough Look, lot in life being Mister Met. The, Try to be happy when you're always miserable inside. I as, imagine as bad as it may seem, or as frustrating as it may seem, and yeah. there's clearly a letdown after the way that the Mets were going into the last couple of seasons, I still don't think it's as bad as, like, that. Like, the 2011, 12, 13, 14. Like, what was, what was their record? Off the top of your head, what was their record? I don't know. I mean, I can pull it up. I, I mean, they didn't, have, they didn't have any. I mean, they dude. They south of yeah, 70 wins, you know, were they? You know how many times I, jer- uh, I joke with um, um, Terry Collins about John Mayberry Jr. being his cleanup Oh, hitter? my God. Yeah, I remember. So the lefty, it wasn't M-A-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. It was like M-A-B-R-Y. Mayberry. Didn't wear batting gloves. No, no, that's the... that's John Mabry. Mabry, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about John Mayberry Jr. Oh, that's right. Yeah, different player. Yeah, but still, right. oh e- either way, neither of those guys should be cleanup hitters. See, and Mets John Mayberry right, Jr. Yeah. was for the Mets. You have it, the franchise? I, I've got it. Right, so what year are we talking about? So, 11, 12, 13, 2011, 14. The, listen. <laughs> You thought 2011 was bad and it wasn't good. They won 77 games. What's the following year? 74. Following year? 74. It's following then year? Then 79. Dude. And then the World Series with 90. So, I, I think that's the territory that you're in. No, but those teams had John Mayberry Jr., yep. Eric Campbell, they also had Mike David Baxter. Wright and some young stud eh, pitching coming no. up. Eh, no, not until 15. Well, but. But they were up before 15. No. Yes. Maybe in 2014. No, one wait, or two. wait, wait. So you, they were all rookies and they went to the World Series? No way. That's yeah, well, Harvey was no up. Way. Harvey, Harvey was up. didn't show up to practice no, no, before Harvey, the par- playoffs. Not all of them together. Harvey was in 2012 and then yeah. was injured in 2013. Exactly. Uh, 2014 was his... No, wait. I forget Those his guys were up for a couple of years at that point. So no. At least, yes, they I were. I think Wheeler was out of the mix anyway. Forget about Wheeler. Up a little no, bit but I'm talking that. about... Syndergaard. What was Syndergaard's rookie year? Was it, did he come up in 2015? No, maybe Hoff could look maybe it up. Maybe it was way, I, don't think, I think 2015 was Syndergaard, but DeGrom, Wheeler, Harvey were already up. Yeah, those guys Harvey were earlier was definitely that. Harvey was definitely 2012. For sure. And I think the others... Maybe DeGrom was 2014. Yeah, because 2014, DeGrom pitched uh, that was 140 his, innings. That was his rookie year, right? 2014? 
Mm, I Harvey think he was, was up before that. Harvey came up end of 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then started the All-Star game in 2013 and got injured. DeGrom was 2014. Yes, DeGrom was 2014. Okay, Harvey 2012, but then injured in 2013, missed probably 2014, came back in 2015. But the point being, you had two or three years in a row where you had these young studs and you knew that they were studs coming up, certainly in the case of... Matt Harvey from right, North but the Carolina. Lineup, there was nothing there with the lineup. No, I know, but like I don't, and I know Evan probably knows this. They have no pitching guide. Uh, like the young, My, yeah, that's it. One Who, guy. Who's the young stud that Met fans can at least say, "All right, if I sit there this year and we take it on the chin, and the offense is, eh, hopefully, Pete, you know, entertains us in Lindor. We win seventy six games, whatever. But we have this guy in Double A who struck out one hundred and seventy four batters yeah. in um, in one hundred and sixty one innings, and he's he's a number six prospect in baseball. My, I, I I'm not saying he's not out there, but I don't know who he is. Maybe they got to trade Pete to get him. Well, that's something that I've been saying. <laughs> you know, I, I would not condone that. I'm just saying maybe that's the way but you would get you it. Would you be mad at it? They do. No, I wouldn't. Exactly. They they do have to figure out a way to draft and develop pitching. That's a big thing. Having those pitchers. In the system yeah. coming up right now, I think it's one or two guys. I mentioned Vassal. I think there's somebody else, and I forget his name at the point uh, at the moment here. But it's just clearly not enough. Drew it's is depressing. calling from Jersey City. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's going on, guys? Big fan of the show. You guys work great together. Love it. Thank you. What's Appreciate up, Drew? That, Drew. What's happening, buddy? Uh, I'm calling to talk about the Mets. But a quick thing about Snell. If I was the Yankees, I, I, he'd, he'd be. All, I'm all in on him. Uh, Matchup baseball right now. Anytime you could turn somebody around to the right side in Yankee Stadium, a little bit of encouragement, it's a small thing, but that lefty uh, would, would be a little bit more valuable than anybody coming from the right side if I was, if I was the Yanks. But Mets, um, prospects are suspect, I get it. We have Drew Gilbert, who I know MLB thinks he'll be up in 2025, but if he's not up in 2024, it's a crime uh, sometime in June, July. He is a stud. He's one of the few prospects we've had with a pedigree with it's actually a, a, a masher, a kid who can hit, rake. Batty didn't have that profile. He was good. He never played college ball. Uh, Mauricio, similar, good. But Gilbert, somebody, I mean, and I know it's a prospect, but for, potential start, he, he profiles to be an above-average starter. But and and he's, year, a, he could, he's, he's an outfielder. Help. They need help, obviously, in that regard. I do like certain things you hear about, and thank you for the call, Drew, you hear and read about. Yeah, there are certain things that stick out and make you feel good about it. With Gilbert, I feel like that with the Mets. Again, who the hell knows? You know, yeah, they, he's twenty-two years old. You add four or five of these guys, you yep. hope that one hits at 100%. least one. If you hit on more, more like Acuna and Gilbert, oh uh-huh. my goodness! Now you're talking. And you're you cooking at this point. There you go, and then you still have you know, a couple of guys still in their prime. If Pete is here, and then Door will be, you know, kind of maybe exiting the the apex phase of his career, if you will. But you know, hopefully Alvarez joins the party, and you got enough to piece it together, and then you. You look up and, you know, there's, oh, here's another kid in the pipeline. Oh, look at who Stearns drafted a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. This kid's the number four prospect in baseball. He's a big six foot six righty. He joins the party as a pitcher. Like, things, this is obviously not terminal, although I know for certain fans here, like the Jets and the Mets, it seems terminal, but it's not. That's not the debate. I think Stearns is going to get this fixed. My problem is they can get it fixed down the road. And still present their fans with a much better product this year. Yeah. I'm asking for a little bit more. And by the way, one of the worst things that happened to them this year, Mauricio. He's yes. one of those guys that had some promise, and he's he gets hurt for the year. Nothing you could do he's my uh, about that. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. We'll come back, finish up with your calls on the other side. 
When this I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Sports happens. Talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, finishing up here on the phones. It's been a big Met day. What's in store for tomorrow? Who knows? I mean, we did talk a lot about the Giants and Wink and Brian Dable as Paul Schwartz did a great uh, breakdown with details of what went on there. I think it's a great thing for the Giants. I know we disagree there, BT, mm-hmm. but I think ultimately it would be nice to have uh, Dable in charge. Aaron Rodgers, we could put on a wrap uh, or put a wrap on his season as far as the Jets go and sure. as far as McAfee goes. He won't be on there uh, any longer this, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. future. Yeah, so maybe to the draft Good. or things start getting going. Who knows when? Uh, but at least that has uh, been put to bed. And the Knicks looking like a team that can legitimately contend for a championship title. But today has been about the New York Mets. David is calling from Glen Rock. What's up, David? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Dave. Thanks for making it. What's up? Of course. Um, so, Sal, I have no dog in the race here. I'm a Yankees fan. But I, I, guess, I guess what I'm wondering here is I don't care how deep Stevie Combs, Uncle Stevie's pockets are here, but – Aren't they just tired of kicking the can down the road and buying, trying to buy a team? I mean, they got burned a little bit with Scherzer and Verlander. That didn't all work out. Everything looks great on paper, but don't you need a solid core? I mean, I'd love the Yankees to do the same thing. I mean, think back to the Yankee dynasty. I mean, those players, you know, without without Mariano, Jeter, you know, Bernie, and, and Pennant and Jorge, you know, that's not the same team. So maybe the idea here is not to go out and buy these guys. Maybe the idea is to is to grow them at home. What's wrong with that? Right. Nothing is wrong with that other than I want, and I think fans want, a little bit more of a realistic chance to compete for a wild card spot going into the year. You're right, and what you say, David, and thank you for the call, is practical. It sounds smart, but it what the Mets are doing is that, it's still just not enough. Look who's in there. Yeah. Craigie's here. I wanted to. Uh, there was something I want. Oh. How are you still tan? Huh? Where'd you go? It ain't real. Uh, you're banking, huh? Your ID it still works real. Here? They paint it on. It's nice. I was going to text now you. I got makeup on, too. I haven't taken it off. I yeah. was going to text you the other day because we were busting Spike's chops about the Knicks and Sixers. And I was yeah, going to be yeah. like, dude, can you, can you wear a Knicks? Because we were all wore Knicks hoodies. I think I saw the picture, yeah. Yeah. I was going to be can you wear one and at least send a picture to Spike? Because I saw you get in on the tweaking on him. Isn't that great, man? The best thing about it, from that perspective, 
is that all they care about is Embiid winning his second MVP. He's not going to have enough games to qualify for it. Yeah. He's he's got to play like every game almost the rest of the way. How many has he missed? Like fifteen? A many? lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can only miss like six more games all year. And oh, too bad. The, the semi sixers, <laughs> as they call them, the Philadelphia semi sixers. They never get past the semis. That's all that they do. We'll bring Who you in. Out there? Who are you firing today? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, who are we getting rid of? He's happy about <laughs> his bets. <laughs> Cohen spent the big money on what? King Cohen. I know. Huh? They get I don't know what he's money on. Although I'm trying, to, I'm trying to convince them since they screwed me on bacon on a stick last year. Uh, fried raviolis. Oh. <laughs> that's the new item. Hey, by the way, do you miss? Do you miss the station? You miss being on the station. There are moments there. Look, obviously, uh, I'm happy with what I'm doing, but there are moments, you know, when someone in New York does something or something happens and you'd love to not just be the voice on it or the yeah. voice of record on it, but to interact with, you know, the five people you got on the phone right now yeah. and get into it. Yeah, there's moments, of there, course. There's like the battle from within. We don't talk about this openly, but there's like, all right, well, when Craig comes back, whose spots he taking? Not gonna be mine. I'm doing my best to make sure you're not taking any spots. I got you hired for this job. I'm not coming to take it. <laughs> By the way, who's having that conversation? I'm not having that oh, conversation. No, I'm that wouldn't surprise me if he oh, comes back. Right. Oh, that's the point. Yeah, 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 hey, man, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, you got to see down the road. Oh, I love that. Well, he's leaving now. So but... little faith in me being successful at Fox. You're like, he's coming back. <laughs> and oh. I'll tell you, because I'm not in the building that often, right? Yeah. Because I do the the responsible gambling show from from Fox. We dial in. But it is funny sometimes when I walk in and you can see those sales weasels. He's back. He's no, the sales weasels, he says. <laughs> Prince of Longevity? What the, are we back? What, <laughs> you would have been taken for a while. Yeah. You were booms. Yeah. You're back yeah, in there like there's a dollar sign, Seems yo. like things are working out. Yeah, you having fun doing the TV show. And more importantly, getting to see your family, spend time with the kids. Well, that's the best part of it. Like, uh, today's different because I'm doing an interview about, hello, my name is Craig, but uh, Home by 12... Worst case, one o'clock. Yeah, you know, going for you know ten mile walks with my dog, and the kids are all home from college and all that. Like you know, I'm very, very lucky and blessed that a I'm back, and b that I have this new schedule where you know I can be be a dad. How's your son's and a husband? I'm sorry. How's your son's knee doing? So lucky. Well, it's funny. So he's at Grinnell, um, Iowa, right? The, yeah. In the Iowa? Monday before the opening game of the season. The coach says, congratulations, you're our starting running back. Okay. Great, right? We're thrilled. Oh, We're man. flying out to Arkansas for the, the opening game of the season. We're going to go the next day towards ACL. Oh, in God. practice. So, yeah, in practice. Oh, stepped on and just went down. Yeah. But he'll be on the field for spring practice and knock on wood. You know, mm -hmm. It'll all go well. But Is he liking it? Is he having fun? It's a it's – a, it's a, I'll, I'll give you – I'll sum it up. Like this. It sounds like a no, by the way. No, the fact like, that he didn't say yes like, right away. He's he's different than my other kids from the standpoint of he's he's easy. Okay. Um, he's not looking for parties or any of that. The dude is laser focused on the gym and playing ball. Got that's it. it. That's who that kid that is. Went. Um, but what's a good time in Grinnell, Iowa? Tipping cows. I mean, what going are you doing? Going to Walmart. Yeah. So yeah, it's a big deal. We're going yeah. to Walmart. Really? Yeah. We're buying steak at Walmart. Oh like, that doesn't man. sound too fun. Yeah. So Although it's... maybe the the like zen girlfriend? to it. No, I don't know if there's girls at now. Well, that's where you got. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you got to fill the void. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's like we're like you know my other kids. You know, if there's a party, they might go to it, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. There's a kid that's never had a soda. Really? Has never said a curse word. Has never had a drink. Doesn't get high. So we went to the first like football party. You know, the guys have a house off yeah, campus. Of and I said, "How long did you last?" He goes, five minutes." Whoa! Because it's not a scene. No, you that's know? 
That's I mean that's amazing. I don't think anybody in this room could say that, you know. But uh, speak for, for yourself, bro. I never did drugs or well, anything like that. Drinking. I mean, come on, to go to a party and go to a party. I didn't Were go to college. Invited to? I was a college. I didn't have those <laughs> in Suffolk. I mean, that's right. <laughs> I lived at all. That's right. But you had a soda, right? You had a lot of sodas. Mom, Mom yeah, passed yeah. the sour diesel yeah. out of <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a movie with my parents. Was a big night out back yeah, then. Slip in those there. edible references. You love those edibles, yeah, don't you? Man? Yeah, it's called. What would happen if you sleep? What would yeah? What would happen if you popped an edible by accident, like you? It was like a gummy vitamin, and then you're on TV. I'll tell you, sure. So this Can you function? Uh, I mean, I, it depends. I mean, it depends how many milligrams it has. <laughs> a twenty? No, no. twenty. No, Dude, I can't do like more than three or four. I got you. Go ahead. Twenty, I'd be in a hospital. Yeah. yeah. But you just real quick. Years ago, um, I'm at my in-laws in Philadelphia. I, this before I was have the fan. And my father-in-law says, I'm in the mood for some brownies. They're hippies. You know, like hate Ashbury brownies. Okay. So someone makes a tray of brownies. At that point, I was totally inexperienced. I'd never done it before. All right? So we eat a brownie. Like, it's pretty good. I don't feel anything, so let's have another takes, one. Takes 30 minutes, okay? by the way. So no exaggeration, we eat three quarters of the tray. Oh, my Jesus. gosh. Sitting on my father-in-law's couch. I'm in one corner. He's in the other corner. Do you feel anything? No. You feel anything? No. And then a couple hours in, my mouth's getting <laughs> You're dry mouth. Mouth's a little dry. Yeah. Fast forward another half hour. I've now lost total muscular control of my body. <laughs> And Man. I feel like the Wizard of Oz, the tornado just came, uh, and life's just like flying past me. What's he doing? And now I'm concerned that I've lost total control of my brain, and I'm never going to get it back. Oh, See, that's boy. what freaks right? me out about this Dude, that's stuff. That's scary. So I decide I'm going to make myself throw up. Okay? <laughs> I'm laying in bed. The bedroom is about, no joke, four feet from the bathroom. Uh -huh. I go to roll out of the bed, but again, I can't control my body. Dead weight. Onto the floor. It's like DiCaprio. Yes. Climbing up the stairs now, or down the stairs. Right now, yeah. I'm slowly trying to crawl to the bathroom. Long story short, the next day, they were having a family reunion. Uh -huh. I came down at about 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and got right in the corner of the couch like I was Pookie from New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only you didn't want the pipe. You yeah. said, I'm good, I'm good. I'm, we're good. Uh, how'd yeah. your father-in-law make it through yeah, the night? A little bit better, right? a little bit better oh, but not geez, good. That's not crazy good. stuff. So, yeah, okay. That was a long time ago, though. Uh, Knicks, you liking the Knicks here? By the way, it's Craig Carton stopping by. Are we going to lose awesome. a game? Knicks no, awesome. never. Are we ever going to lose a game? Championship, here no. we go. Not one that matters, brother. I don't think Thibodeau survives a second-round exit from the playoffs this year. What? I think I think he's got to advance. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say Eastern Finals, but he's got to advance, or I don't think he's safe here. Uh, but look, 5-0, and oh, right? Five yeah. straight. Yeah. Feeling pretty, but he's, pretty but he's good done a good it. job building it up. They're going to put that kind of... I think he, I think his act gets he, he got undressed by Spolster. Yeah, like Spolster's also they're playing, they're maybe like the best one, in the one NBA. They're one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah. No, I mean... No, they're playing so they, they got, You're saying they got to win a second round? I think they've got to... To so the Eastern Conference. Just yes. beating the Cavs in the first round. Here's enough. the caveat, yeah. though, Craig. Like, say if they had an injury. I mean, that obviously changed everything. Yeah. But and, and say if they were like a seventh seed. And they, which they won't be, but then yeah. if they get like Milwaukee in round two and they're competitive and they lose, oh, yeah, I think you're coming back. Yeah. But if they're like, I, I'm with you, if they're a three or a four seed, which they will be, uh, yeah, they win the first series and the second series isn't pretty. I, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, like, I think if they got to four, let's say, right? They're going to get to four. There's no doubt. All right. Well, let's just, well, mm, yeah. they're getting to four. <laughs> the Knicks. Let's, let's, just, let's just pretend they got to four. Yeah. And they breeze through the first round like we'd expect them to. Okay. If they lost in four or five in the second round, I think he's in trouble. If they go to seven and it's a great you know, classic series yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and that's a great fair. player beats them, yep. then I think some wiggle room. I think that's fair.
But I, I think this postseason is his Nick career. But I know you're thrilled that your guy's back or almost back. Who? Marcus Strowman. Oh, dude. coming to the Bronx. How about the fact that the Yankees want him? Crazy. That, tell we, me that would be a, a Yankee disaster. Fan now, Sal, me? Or is he a Met? Who are you I heard, the, ba- I heard the Bauer interview. Yeah, let's we, go. We, yeah. We, haven't, <laughs> we, we haven't had the uh, the official balloon release yet to see what Team oh, Craig's going to be rooting for. Right. No, but dude, actually, I was one of the guys that supported Strowman. And, yeah. be- and believed in some of the stuff that he said to a point where I became friendly, not with him necessarily, but the people that were, were close to him. They sent me some merch. He's got good people around that do all his merch. Yeah, nice very, guy. very good, good guys. Nice very good guys. And I never had an interaction with them ever. But it was positive stuff. I was saying positive stuff both on SNY and here. He blocked me on Twitter. He <laughs> yeah. blocked me. I was his one, like, ally in the media. And I've heard bad things about him in the clubhouse. I would be stunned if the Yankees actually went that way. But it's, it's to be sound- fair, you also heard bad things about Pete Alonso. Oh, in the no, no, you so what are we talking about? Uh, he's Pete's, like, uh, Pete's like the greatest guy in the clubhouse. Yeah. So. Well, Marcus isn't, but you're, 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 you are biased as you get that Alonso jersey hanging behind you. Yes, that was yeah. By yeah, the Pete's way, your dude, boy. You're not exactly I meant to take that with me, but you should because take it. There's a tag on it. Get that thing the hell out of here. It bothers me. Yeah, how do you have a tag on a framed jersey? When are they going to sign him? Mr. I think they're uh, going to trade him. Mr. Warbucks, money bucks. I think they're going to wait. Wait? Yeah, he's going to wait. He'll bet on himself. They're going to wait until the end the of the year. He'll be the greatest Met maybe of all time. Uh, agreed. I do agree with that. Greatest Met position player of yeah. all time. At the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, Seaver, of course. But, yeah, position player. Yeah, he'd be well, better, you, better career than David you, Wright. You think yeah, he wants sure. to be with the Mets long term? I do. Uh, he loves New York. He does. Uh, but there's but, two teams in New York. But, mm. no, I don't think he... Look... Mm. Would he go to the Yankees? I think if the paycheck is right, you know, you fire your agents and hire boards for a reason. You try to maximize the one big deal you're going to get. Yeah, that's, that's the issue with baseball. Like, the dude's done it every year of his career. And, well, he's not a pauper. What do you make, 12 million bucks this year? Right, whatever well, arbitration, yeah. But Something it's like not that. like the other sports. I hear you. He would be a generationally wealthy guy if he played a different sport. Once again... Craig, with no regard for the show coming up after, because he's, he'll just sit here all day if we Are let you him. sitting there with Evan and Tiki? Well, I mean, Evan's got this <laughs> be, uh, might be awkward. ridiculous beard going on yeah. right now. Oh, what do you think and, of your partner's beard? Uh, I don't like uh, it. I don't like it. Do you, By feel, way, do you listen to our show? Are you a fan of our show? I'm in the car show. more uh, when you guys are on than when any other show is yeah, on. Yeah, so you listen to it. Um, and you guys know I'm fans. I predicted great success for you guys. Thank you. I yeah, thought you guys had a chance to be, and I'm not saying this... To be hyperbolic, yeah. Hyperbolic. I think you guys. I always thought Joe and Evan was the greatest midday show prior to you guys coming here as this show that the fan ever had, uh, and it had like what you have twelve years on yeah, the air. Smooth in the sweater, I, a million. I, I've, I've said it a million times to you guys privately and now publicly that I think this show will go down when it's all said and done, unless you guys beat each other up or you know get in each other's way, right. which has happened, egos happen, things happen, that you guys should have a 20-year run if you want it and go down as the best midday show the station's had. I think that's on the table. It's very nice. Legitimately. I don't, I don't know but necessarily it, know if I'm going to be a midday going 20 years because one, <laughs> exactly. one of you is going to be like, Oh, Boomer retired? Yeah. I don't work with Gio. I mean, you would like that, but Gio's yeah. all the sloths oh, at some point, maybe. He's got know. other things going yeah. on. Tiki, move aside, Tiki. Everybody will become the best drive team or ever. Or they'll move Down you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Thank Let's you, Greg. Acrimatia is bothering me. Hey, you got to go. Yeah. In all sincerity, man, you missed. I mean, we, everybody you. here I loves you. And your story is uh, one you know, of redemption. And you're doing the right thing, buddy. The best part is you can't leave. Look at him. I came here to record Hello, My Name is Craig, and someone's doing a story about it. All good, right? But I have not been in the building uh, maybe a month or so, six weeks, whatever it is. And when I come in, you're the salesman. Yeah. It's, it's going back. 
You, just, you know you just told us that 10 minutes ago, Oh, you right? did? Yeah, you said uh, that. You sure you didn't take that edible? You that he just told us that 10 minutes ago, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got Go this. play Papa Shot. We put a Papa Shot back in the office. <laughs> You're nuts, dude. Thank you, Craig. Good All right, that you, does brother. it for us. Thanks to everybody who listened and called. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove. Thanks to Hoff as well. We'll see you tomorrow again at 10 a.m. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 